Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and thanks for listening. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Doggy Pod. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. And I am Dr. Rob Zammett's producer, Stephen Peters. And in this week's episode of Australia's leading podcast on all things dogs, we'll explore whether dogs can actually feel shame. Have you ever wondered why your dog looks at you directly in your eyes or any dog? looks at you in their eyes. I mean, how do they know where to look even? I have always wondered that, so I'm pretty keen to find out the answer. We're also starting something new this week, and for those of um, you who follow us on Facebook and Instagram, you'll notice we now have a doggy pod email for our listeners, and you can ask a question of Dr. Rob about your dogs. Anything you like, and Dr. Rob will, will try and get around to at least one of them every week. And thank you to everyone that has already sent questions in. Keep on those questions coming in, please, and listen each week to see when we get around to your doggy pod question. We will get them all done. He promises. He promises. I trust him. He's a vet. <laughs> and uh, this week, we're also hosting a special competition with Ollie's Box. Now, I don't know if you know what Ollie's Box is, but uh, two doggy pod listeners can win an Ollie's Box full of doggy treats and toys. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But first, as always, what's been happening in the vet clinic this week, Rob? Well, I guess post-COVID, some people are a little bit anxious about their place and you know, their security. And I had one person, however, who's become a bit of a COVID doomsday prepper. He wants to be ready uh, for the next wave of problems, whether it's from COVID or something else. And he asked me, well, two questions he asked me. One was, could he use my registration to open up an account to buy drugs? I said, no. <laughs> and the other question, right. well, what vet drugs can be used by humans? I, I thought, what? I, I, wouldn't mean, have, I wouldn't have thought any. Well, I said to him, look, we do a lot of study. We do a lot of study on 
forget the anatomy, just on the physiology and the pharmacology and then you know, the, what happens when drugs interact. We even do botany. So oh, I've done botany. I said, oh, gosh, you know, this guy was really getting under my skin, to be honest. I said, oh, really? I went, well, then, so what do you do? What happens when you get, mix, say, asphodel with wormwood? I said, oh, well, I don't know. He asked that. I asked him. I said, right. what about the difference, say, between monkshood and wolfsbane? Of course... Our listeners would know because our listeners are very intelligent. Uh, did you know that um, to be a listener on the doggy pod, you have to actually don't realise, but the computer puts you through an IQ test. If you're listening, it means you're a very, very intelligent person, high, high IQ. And those two questions came straight out of <laughs> what Professor Snape asked Harry Potter. <laughs> right. At the first Philosopher's Stone in the first Potions class. So this guy's going, I, I don't, I, look, mate, I think you better find another veterinarian. It was time to... To, but what was he after? He Is wanted to store drugs, especially veterinary ones, that he'll be able to use when he can no longer get human drugs because the doomsday preppers store everything. Oh. He wanted to store veterinary drugs that he could use for on himself and his family when uh, the time comes, whatever that time is. Right. Don't ask me. It was the it, it that presents as the weirdest case <laughs> I have ever had. Did, did he even have a dog? Uh, well, he's an an occasional client that comes from way up in the mountains, uh, <laughs> and uh, we see him every now and then. He strolls down, not often. Uh, he didn't have a dog with him that particular time. He just wanted right. to ask me. Those he made an appointment. He said I'm willing to pay for it. I said I don't want to pay for the appointment, but I really do think you need to find your veterinary care elsewhere, please. Sir. So he thought he could just back the car up, pop the boot and fill yeah, it up. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll start you know, we'll put it up in his, I don't know, whatever, wherever he has in a cave, man shed, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> and use these drugs on his little children running around the place. Because recently an article came out, ivermectin as a treatment for COVID, would you believe? Now, ivermectin... What's ivermectin? ...is a wormer for dogs and sheep and cattle. It's used for a lot of animals like this. And people just don't seem to realise it's, it's great for a lot of dogs, but it can cause problems in certain breeds where the ivermectin crosses the blood-brain barrier. It causes seizures and death. So I don't know what it would effect it would have on humans, but I know one thing for sure, I don't want that as my treatment for COVID. Thank you yeah. very much. I'll stick to what the doctors are telling us. Eh? So dexamethasone and... All the other drugs, all the good drugs that they're using. <laughs> all right, have you ever arrived home and your dog's done something really naughty, whether it be chewed something it shouldn't have or, you know, left a mess or whatever, and they give you that look, they give you that genuine look, well, to me, it looks like shame or embarrassment or whatever. And it just made me wonder, do dogs actually feel shame or do they just know they're in trouble? There's a bit of a difference, I'm guessing. Yeah, and some people say the jury's out. A lot of scientists are saying no. It's one thing, they feel guilt, um, pro dogs probably. Dogs feel guilt, probably. Right. They certainly feel sadness and happiness. We know all that. Hmm. And. I, I'm assuming that they know they've done something wrong. Think, uh oh, the boss is not going to be happy with me because dogs. One thing science says: our oh, dogs can't work that sort of thing out. They don't actually conceptualise like that. I disagree with that one because I've seen them conceptualise over and over again in many situations. Because dogs can sense, right? Dogs can sense that you're oh, yeah. angry. 
all the time. They mm. they read us like a book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. we, don't play poker with a dog. You will lose every <laughs> single time. So, yeah, I mean, th- that's the whole thing. This Dogs can pick up things about us, and and I do say they can conceptualise. Why do I say that? Because yeah, we've, how many times you've heard stories of a farmer is out there with his dog, he gets into trouble, he's can't get up, he's paralysed or whatever, there's a log on him. The dog goes back and gets someone to come and follow him back. It's, you know, the, the dog has picked up the concept that man's in trouble, I can't help him, I know those people back there can, I'm going to go get them and he'll bark at them and whatever until they go and, and See, follow I him. I find to, that amazing. Uh, yeah, I agree. So I, they do have the ability to reason, the ability to conceptualise things, but I don't think they actually feel shame as such. I think they feel guilty and they think, I know you're not going to be happy with me. Yeah, and <laughs> but they're not ashamed of themselves. They're not ashamed themselves. No, they they live in the moment. You know, let's not bear grudges. Okay, so that pillow is a little bit torn up. But see, look, you could sure you could sew it back together. Let's talk about it later, Dad. Yeah, yeah. but be careful because if you overdo this, you know, come home every time. Oh, what have you done now? Look at this. Look, you'll make your dog fearful and stressed, and right. that's not the way. The dog lives in the moment. It's done and dusted. Yeah, you know, get rid of it. Uh, make the situation so the dog can't get to that pillow that he's torn up ever again or that that area. Put him into a con- more you know, confined area outside or whatever you have to do. Mm. Just look at the situation. One of the rules in training dogs, everyone should follow this rule, think dog. If you think like the dog from his perspective or her perspective, you'll honestly will do a lot better as a dog trainer. And hey, Stephen, I can prove that dogs don't feel shame. How, how? Well, my dog's happy, really happy when they go out walking with me. They don't look back and think, oh, gosh, look at him. Yeah. He's our owner. No, they're happy. They still walk with me. <laughs> Good point. There's living science happening yeah, right there. You there you go. <laughs> the experiment is complete. Okay, have you ever wondered, you might not have, but I certainly have, why when you're talking to a dog, your your dog, how does your dog know to actually look at you in the eyes? I mean, humans know to do that because we're humans and we understand, but a dog, why is the dog not looking at your mouth? Because that's where the noise is coming from, or your hands, because that's where the gestures are coming from. How do they know that eyes are important? Mm. I don't get that. Well, thousands of years of evolution. Let's talk about a strange dog coming to you and staring you in the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Because, oh, really? Yeah. When the dog's staring you, it's a strange dog, and all of a sudden it's staring at you, you're staring back, you're challenging that dog. That's what happens in the wild. Now, when they're staring at each other like that and standing up a little bit tall and looking at each other, it's time for someone to back off, otherwise there could be a fight. So one thing I always tell kids especially when I'm trying to train them not to get bitten don't stare at the dog don't even if it's your own dog they shouldn't do it um children under 12 because what do you mean if it's your own dog well if it's your family dog and your child's under 12 and children have that ability to just stare at anything Mm. stare at you or stare at the dog that can be considered a challenge by the dog because there's a bit of competition possibly going on between the child and the dog that's why um this the veterinary associations all around the world say do not leave children under 12 and dogs alone unsupervised. Yeah. You know, I love seeing dogs with children all the time. Now, 
own children have had dogs all their life. You know, certainly when they were under 12, they've had their own dog since they're about three or four years of age. But unsupervised, not so much. You know, you've got to be very careful about that. So just remember, if a strange dog is looking at you, that's a challenge. Just look away look and away. back away quietly. But why do dogs, our own dogs stare at us? I mean, pure, unadulterated love is one. But how do they know to look at our eyes, though? That's what I don't get. As I said, they've been evolved to look at each other's eyes and to read each other that way. And that's right. one of the things. They read things on our faces that we don't know we're doing. They read little muscle contractions, uh, little innuendos just in our smile and which way we, we do it that we don't even know we're doing. But straight away, that's one of the reasons they're sta- staring at us. They know that our face, <laughs> he'd be great to play poker with. I'd win every time. Mm, mm, yeah, they they mm. give it away. Um, they'll also stare at you if they want something. You know, if you're eating, of course, they stare at you because they're begging for food. Just yeah. that, that, that stare that, oh, yeah. People call it cocker spaniel eyes because cocker spaniels do it so well. But they could be staring at you because, don't you realise it's time to go for a walk or that regular training session that we do? Or, yeah, it's it's Saturday morning. We go for a run on the beach on Saturday mornings. So through evolution, they've learnt just that eye contact will make things happen. We're, we're communicating. We're communicating. It could be hunting. They said... You know, a lot of the hunting dogs, if they see something move, they'll look at their owner to say, did you see that? Mm, mm. Now, the owner didn't, but they'll say that, to, to you know, especially the hounds. That happens all the time. Of course, if you're sitting there watching TV and the dog's just staring at you, it may just want to be caressed while you're doing nothing. Dogs love being caressed and patted on you know, just gently on the head and between the eyes. They just adore it when their owner does that. And that could be a simple thing to saying, I love you and I'd love some attention. Mm. Then there's the the horrible one where they're staring at you and you think, are they looking at me or not? And mm. it's cognitive dysfunction. Yeah, they're staring right. because they've gone a bit senile. You know, a lot of dogs go. We'll talk about senility a bit later on in one of the other yeah, programs. Yes, in another episode. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's one of the issues that they, that that can you need to work out. Are they staring? at you blankly, then you've got to think about cognitive cognitive dysfunction and talking to your veterinarian about what treatment you possibly could do for that. But staring at itself, you know, if my dog's staring at me, I will often just call them up to get real close and just bring them up. And if you just pat them, you know, just where their cheeks are, with left and right hand, both sides, just they just love that and it's just all they need. But also try and read your dog. What's he saying to you? Your dog's reading you. Mm. you it's making eye contact for a reason. Absolutely. There's something going on. Let's let's talk. Let's see what's going on. That's how they talk. Okay, we have now for all you avid listeners, we um we have uh, the doggypod at gmail.com which is where you can send in any question you like, really, about your beloved dog. And Dr. Rob will um, we'll slowly work our way through them and we'll answer at least one every week. And uh, so far we've had a great response, and so keep it up. We love it. We love hearing from you. Um, but here's one that uh, Rob is going to answer now, and I'll read this uh, directly from the email. It says, Dear Dr. Rob and everyone at the Doggy Pod, Archie, Barney, and our human Nan and Lisa listen every week. But Archie is eating his poos of a night. 
He doesn't during the day, and he's certainly thriving. Happy puppy. But so much for the adorable puppy breath. LOL. Uh, Human Nan tried pumpkin. That didn't work. So uh, Human Nan said there was stuff that can be put in Archie's dinner, question mark, question mark, and that he won't eat it. Is that safe? Archie, by the way, is a cavoodle. Um, And this is your loyal friend, Archie. Uh, He's just six and a half months old, so Archie's oh, quite uh, quite cute. young. So eats poo at night. Yep. And yes. So eating poo, eating your own poo, is called coprophagy, for those who like the technical term. But this is really weird, because I inherited a dog that does just that. Uh, she'll eat either her poo or other dogs' poos. What, at any particular time? No, no if they're out there, and the tasty morsels for her, oh, yeah. Ruby, don't come and give me a kiss after you do that. But we stop her very easily, fortunately. Um, How do we stop her? Yesterday I was looking for it, unsweetened pineapple juice. Now, unsweetened pineapple juice I used to buy in cans, and I can't seem to find that anymore, mainly because everything's gone to plastic, I guess. Mm. And all I could find was uh, pineapple juice, no added sugar. I hope that's unsweetened pineapple juice. I hope it's the same as the stuff they used to put in the cans. Yeah. And you would add that to her food and to the other dogs that she lives with. So she lives with in my daughter's bedroom on the bed with her Mm. and with the three other dogs. So they all get some unsweetened pineapple juice. And whatever it is in the in the enzymes or whatever in the unsweetened pineapple juice as it goes through the dog's body, doesn't hurt the dog at all, but it seems to put them off eating their poo. I guess it makes the poo yeah, it makes a poo taste terrible. I've never tried it myself. Yeah, billions of flies can't be wrong, but no, I'm not going to try. <laughs> I don't know how who even thought of using unsweetened pineapple juice, but it works in most cases. Occasionally, I'll get a dog, a recalcitrant dog, and I'll say, oh, I'll eat that, I don't care about that. So then we're on the big hunt for... We used to have a, a tablet called Amplex deodorant tablet, and you still can get deodorant tablets for people. And I used to put one of those in their food. That works pretty well. Or chlorophyll tablets can also work. Chlorophyll liquid, no, it doesn't work. Not concentrated enough. Mm-hmm. It has to be chlorophyll tablets. And again, doesn't hurt the dog. You put it in their um, food and it stops them doing it. I mean, why do dogs do it? People would often ask, why mm. the hell would you go and do that at exactly. all? Believe it or not, Gross. it's not unnatural. You're cleaning up your area. That's probably why the dog's doing it at night. Um, you are recycling a lot of vitamins. There's, it's chock-a-block full of vitamins. Oh, okay. And there's enzymes in there which will help you digest your food. And there may even be some proteins when you're a little puppy because your food's gone through a little bit too fast and you're not digesting it uh, sufficiently. So there's some of the... It's, been, it's an evolutionary thing. Dogs have done this for a long, long time with domestications... We don't like them to do it. Like I say, don't want them to go eating their poo and then come in and give you a big kiss. Oh, gosh, no thanks. So the thing is, you could uh, just feed your dog once and that's it. <laughs> once in its life. It keeps, keeps going around and around and around. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> um, but how, how much uh, unsweetened? Well, uh, yes, I'm very particular about that. We, when I was doing it, because I was feeding last night, and I'd, got, I'd 
went to the store and bought the a few bottles of it, mm. and I put exactly one slurp in each one. Yes. What's a slurp? That I have no very... idea. <laughs> but are you talking? Do you think it's like a tablespoon? Yeah, for a, probably for a um, yeah six I guess and a half months, one uh, to two tablespoons. But for a little puppy like that, a tablespoon should do it. Yeah, dessert spoon to a tablespoon. It's it's bucket chemistry. Yeah, it doesn't really matter how much you put in. Just a little slurp is fine, and it seems to be enough to uh, do the do the trick and put the dog off their poo. Thank goodness. Well, um, Archie, give that a go, or Archie's mum and dad. Um, uh, give that a go and let us know. Or as Archie said, he's human yeah. nan. Human oh, nan. Lovely. You look after that and um, um, let us know. We'll tell everybody else. All right. It's time for a competition. We love being able to give free stuff away. And we've got two of these to give away. And they're called an Ollie's Box. Now, for those of you who don't know... Ollie's Box is a box of Doggy Joy, delivered monthly to you and your dog. Ollie's Box subscribers receive a monthly box filled with interactive toys, all-natural Aussie-made treats and handy accessories. Ollie's Box is designed to give your dog what they need and want and to take the guesswork out of finding that perfect toy or treat for your dog. And also, just so you know, Ollie's Box is the original and highest rated subscription box service in Australia. How good is that? Wow, isn't it amazing? Forgetting about uh, the competition for a sec, if you go to uh, olliesbox.com.au, uh, you can take $10 off your uh, dog's first, first monthly delivery using the promo code THEDOGGYPOD at olliesbox.com.au. But anyway, uh, two lucky people can actually win an Ollie's Box delivered to their door this month. If you think you know the answer to this question. Okay, the question is to win one of two Ollie's boxes. Going up for grabs is um, what breed of dog was Dr. Rob's first dog ever? Now, uh, avid listeners of the Doggy Pod will probably know that because he's talked about his beloved first dog many times. But what sort of breed of dog was it? Have you got a hint, Rob? Uh, Yes, I do. And don't forget to send your answers to... The doggypod at gmail.com and we'll forward it to Ollie's box for you. So your answer goes to the doggypod at gmail.com. And so my first breed of dog, my beloved Strauss. Strauss. Uh, now there's, a hint. there's a hint. <clears throat> he a was hint. Uh, he represented a breed that was featured a lot during the World Wars, was used a lot during the World Wars. And uh, then later on found home everywhere, especially in Hollywood, had uh, TV shows by him. There was one TV show called The Littlest Hobo. Oh, you're going way back now, aren't you? Well, you might be able to just find that online still, The Littlest Hobo. All righty. That's about that time where we have to go. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and tell your friends to do the same. We love hearing from you. Uh, and as always, uh, Rob likes to leave leave you with uh, some canine wisdom. Yeah. What is it this week? Well, well, it's a reflection in the form of a question. Yeah. It's yep. sounding deep. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. How come your partner kisses the dog on the lips yet refuses to drink from your glass? What? That's true. Yeah, you often... I'll kiss the dog on the lips and you say, oh, here's, here's, you've had the drink from your glass. He passed it. Oh, you've drunk out of that. I'm not going to drink out of that. You've backwashed. 
See you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.